This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. Um, We're so excited. How many of you were on fire, lit up, running around on Sunday after the word went forth? Pastor Andrea literally tore up from the top to the bottom on the complete from the time she touched the altar to the time she left, she was tearing it up completely, talking about shattering patterns, talking about walking around walls, and the walls will fall. How many know that was an impactful um, that was an impactful sermon. That was an impactful teaching. That's something you can actually go into the podcast and listen to over and over and over. It's not something that we just leave on Sunday, but let's pick it back up. And if you need to review, go ahead and dive back into it and use the podcast so we can get the word and get it on a consistent basis. Amen. So let's let's shake off. Let's shake off. Shake shake yourself off. Get you, wake wake yourself off. Wake your, wake, wake yourself up. I mean, and uh, we, we're getting ready to uh, see God move. We're getting ready to see God move. The title of our talk is called This Ain't a Coloring Book. This Ain't a Coloring Book. Can you say that? This ain't a coloring book. Say it like you mean it. Like, this ain't a coloring book. That's not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, amused. <laughs> say, this ain't a coloring book. That's going to make so much more sense as we dig into the word. How many of you know on Sunday when Pastor was talking about Jericho specifically, and be honest, how many of you actually pictured a coloring book page from Sunday school, from, or if you're like me, Veggie Tales, with the slushies over the wall, and the wall was this big, and they're walking around, they're walking around sheepishly, and they're throwing Slurpees over the side. How many of you were actually thinking of those things? Be honest, you're actually thinking and picturing those things as she's talking. But how many of you know, that's not even close to factual. So we need to put things into perspective so we can truly understand what she was teaching about. If we have coloring book theology, if we have Sunday school theology, or if we have VeggieTales depictions in our mind, we're not getting the real revelation that we should be getting on the story. We're not putting it in the correct perspective. That's why the title is This This Ain't ain't a Coloring Book. Gabe, can can you put one of my pictures up there for me on the screen? So you see, you see, this is this is a, a, a coloring book. Look at the, the, this. The Bible says that the walls collapsed when they shouted. Look, it's like one, two, three, like a couple a of couple of pebbles, a little, a little crack, crack. And, a little and then crack like the you know, it's just. Can you go to the next one? Another one, Gabe. Look, a little, oh, look th- little, a little four, four look little pieces. Look at the I mean, we thought we were like, man, we were, mm, 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 we were turning that coloring page up the back in the, in the day because we thought this this wall wasn't that big. Can you go to the next one, Gabe? And then this one, the wall's not even falling. Their, their hands are raising up, and they, they, the wall's is raising up, too. It's, it's just there. <laughs> a couple of this rubble on the ground, but the buildings are still there. The, the, the tower is still there. That's not what happened. No. I'm telling you, when Pastor, when pastor um, was preaching, I was back in the soundboard, and she was uh, talking about the walls of Jericho. I went and looked it up. Like, in, during service, I went and, like, looked it up. Like, because this is, this, she, she was, like, really just... Uh, motivating and really just stirring something up in us that I was like, I got to go, I got to study this out. I got to go and find out more about this. Um, but before we get into that, we are going to talk about, we know, we know the story. Those of you who don't know the story, you know, God told the Israelites to go to, to, uh, to Jericho to go through it, actually, because the promised land was on the other side. And uh, they had, the Israelites had a mindset. They had a, a slavery mindset. 
Um, and, an, and another thing that was so like impactful to me was that the people that came out of Egypt didn't get to see the promised land. The people that came out of Egypt didn't get to see the promised land. But I would like to think there was a couple of five-year-olds, a couple of four-year-olds that, you know, saw, saw the miracles, the signs, and the wonders. And what's important about understanding the stories about the Israelites is that the Israelites had patterns before getting to Jericho. And those patterns needed to be shattered in order to get to the promised land. So just like um, TJ was saying, they had patterns, which is the slavery mindset, mind, mindset, and a mindset literally in bondage. Then they, had, they were complaining. How many of you know? The Israelites were complaining. Every time you turn around, it was a complaint from the Israelites. They're complaining about being hungry. They're complaining about being thirsty. They're complaining about what the water tastes like. They're complaining about Moses' leadership and how it was not good. And then they complained about there being giants. And then they didn't want to go in the promised land because they were giants. How many of us get so exhausted with how much they were complaining? But let's make sure we're not complaining. Let's put it in perspective of how many miracles we have seen and how many things we have witnessed God do in our lives, but yet we still complain, but yet we still don't trust God, but yet we still don't change our mindset. And also they had idol worship. These are all patterns. How many of you know they saw the Red Sea part before their very eyes, but yet they are worshiping an idol that they created? But how many times do we find ourselves putting our time, our attention, our treasure into something that is not God. So we can't be too harsh on the Israelites, but let's use this as an example of the patterns that had to be shattered in them in order to get to their promised land, and let's bring it to where we live and examine our own selves as well. Let's let's not, like she said, let's not flip-flap too much about the Israelites. Let's not flip-flap too much about the Israelites because uh, I'm not not going to go on anybody. I'm just talking facts, talking what's real. We will, we will miss church. We will miss a, a, a worship service. We will miss something for an AAU basketball game, for an AAU football game, for something that doesn't change your life, doesn't make you better at, or anything. And we've seen miracles of God, and then we wonder, why, why, why do I feel this way? Why do I think this way? Why is in my bank account looking? Th- why is this? Why is that? Why is this? So we can't flip-flap too much about the Israelites because we'd be doing the same things. Yep. We, be, we do the exact same thing. We complain. God gives us a house. Well, yeah, it's just not big enough now. Now it's just, it's, 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 it's just too small. God gives us a car. Yeah, I should have got the other one with this interior. We just flip, 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 flip. Literally flap, flapping our gums. And there's a song that goes, the miracles I've seen, too good to not believe. I really do believe that they saw some stuff. I believe the word of God is true. I believe that they saw some stuff. And we just knock them upside the head because oh, after you saw the the, the, pill, the pillar of fire, after you saw the cloud, after you saw the Red Sea split, after you saw the plagues, after you saw all of this, how could you not believe? And we do that every single day. Every single day. It, 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 it could be the smallest thing. And we like, Lord, where are you? Why have you forsaken me? And God is saying, didn't you see me pull you out of this? Didn't you see me bring you into this? Did, haven't you seen me move? Haven't you seen me walk alongside of you? And even at times, didn't you see me carrying you? How can you not believe that I'm going to see you through again and again and again and again? We, we, the Israelites, but we do the same thing sometimes. Exactly. 
And because they refused, the older generation actually refused to shatter these patterns. They refused to do it. They refused to go into the promised land. They refused to shatter the patterns. And as a result, they did not experience the promised land and they had to wander for 40 years. So you mean the consequence of them not shattering patterns, they never got to see what was promised to them. And they delayed the next generation too because they should have shattered these patterns so that the next generation didn't have to be the ones to step up to shatter them. They should have taken the responsibility to shatter them so they can get into the promised land and experience it with the next generation. And that's what's so like sheepish when you think about the Israelites. You think, like I'm thinking, like I said before, there was probably some five-year-olds, four-year-olds. So they saw the miracles, the signs, and the wonders, but they were looking up at the elders, at their, at their mothers and fathers and things like that. So they saw the miracles too. But this is how you act when God, when God blesses you. You, you, can't, you can't be satisfied. You can't yeah. be content. You can't be happy when God blesses you. You always got to be like this. And so then they, the, the elders passed away, and now the, the, the young men have become strong enough to fight. So that's, that's where we are right now. And we're in Joshua 6. Joshua 6. And uh, they, the guy told them to uh, go, go to Jericho, walk around the walls once a day, keep your mouth shut. Keep your lips shut closed. You know that zipper emoji? Like, literally close your lip. You know, you know the emoji that has a little X on the mouth? Close it. You know the emoji that doesn't even have a mouth? <laughs> like, close. Close it. That's what he said. He said, walk around and shut it up. Don't say nothing because y'all have shown me time and time again that you cannot control your mouth. That your gums flip before you even think about it. So zip it, walk around six days, then on the seventh, walk around seven times. Shout with the voice of triumph, give, give God a great shout, and the walls, it says in the scripture that the walls collapsed. Now, we're going to get into some facts about Jericho, because this is what I was looking, I was like, okay, Lord, Lord have mercy. Uh, no, it's fine. Um. There were, we, this, the Bible says the walls of Jericho. Look, you got to read it. It says the walls of Jericho with an S on it, like Pastor likes to say, with an S on it. We always thought that it was that one wall that we saw in the coloring book. There were three different walls around Jericho. The first wall was a like a uh, retaining wall. And that wall was 11 feet tall. 11 feet, 5 inches tall, 6 feet deep. And then on top of that, which is called the lower wall, it was 5 feet deep and another 11 and a half feet tall. And then the, 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 the uh, city would go up. So you got, the, you got the retaining wall, then you got the, another wall on top of that. So that's like, what, 23 feet tall. Then you have a little slight hill, and, and that's where a lot of houses and families would live all around the city. And then you have another wall, which was 30 feet tall. So you got a 23-foot wall with stones and, and rocks and boulders, and then you have a brick wall on top of that. Then you have another 30-foot wall. And Jericho was, i got to be dramatic with it. Jericho was 
23 miles long. That is from DFC to Ford Field. DFC to Ford Field. Walk around it. Six days, one time a day, and then on the seventh day, walk around it seven times. Imagine hopping on I-75 and walking on the shoulder all the way down to Ford Field. Imagine how much your lips will want to flap. Imagine how irritated you would be. Imagine how maybe even tired you would be. Imagine the next day how sore you might be from walking 23 miles. And it's not just 23 miles one way because you go down 23 miles and you come back 23 miles. So, just TJ, I would be ticked. And then you're looking at a 23-foot wall, a 30-foot wall, and they're both five and six feet deep. After you've walked 23 miles around, I'm irritated. I am ticked. I'm like, Lord, is this what you want? Is this this required of me? (laughs) What meanest thou this? How could I possibly do this for six days? And then on this, it's already tough. One, then on the seventh, I got to do it seven times. And then I'm already exhausted. Now I got to holler. I got to have the lungs and the wind to blow a shofar. After I've walked 23 miles seven times, looking at a high wall, thinking like, Lord, how is this? going to bring this down. We saw it didn't even, it didn't say it was going to, it was going to be a pebble fall off. It said the, wa- the walls collapsed. The walls were to the ground. Imagine, literally just take a second and think of how you would think if God said, walk around this place, 23 miles, and you're looking at these big old giant walls, not wall, walls, and you walk in and not even a, 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 a dusting is coming off the wall. Imagine, you'd be like, some of us, we would just be like, blip, 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 flip, flip, flap, flip, flap, flappity, flip. Because when, literally, when we look at something, sometimes our eyes, our eyes start to get our mouths to move before we even need to say anything. Yep. And another thing to put it in perspective, as you're walking, you're walking around walls, 30 feet tall, just to put it in perspective, is the same height as a goalpost from the bottom to the top, that's 30 feet. So imagine if that was the height of the wall that you're walking around. And another thing that, um, that was up in that time is that there were ditches that were dug around the city. So you were actually below, below ground level. So it's even taller. And so, the ditches were 45 feet deep. Yes, so you're 45 feet below ground level on top of a 30-foot wall that you can't see over, and you're walking from here to Ford Field. Now, yes, that's originally what I thought, is complaining. You would want to complain. My feet hurt, this hurt, this hurt. And guess what? That's the pattern that they need to shatter anyways, because we already know they're complainers. Okay? Don't let you stub your toe. uh, Oh, Father. Don't let you stub your toe. Some of of us would be cussing. Some of us us because I'm, I'm already hot. I'm, I'm 40 feet down. Trying I'm looking at this 30-foot wall trying to be obedient. Now, now my toe is swollen. Now I'm walking the rest now, of the way talking limping. about some of this. I'm telling you, you. 
But no wonder God said, after you're done, go get some rest. Why do you have to get rest? Because you're walking from here to four field. You're looking at a wall and you're keeping your mouth shut. How many of you know the battle was not just them walking? The battle was in their mind. They're fighting their mind the entire time. So you mean to tell me that they're exhausted mentally and physically and emotionally? So you're up here exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally, every way that it has to be. And the Lord says, after you're done, go get some rest. Yes. Yes, you need rest, especially since you got to go back there tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. And then on the seventh day, you got to go around this seven times. So rest up because this is what's required of you for obedience. And this is something that is not, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy in your mind. The whole time you, and what, me and today we're talking about at home, the whole time you need to rehearse in your mind how much you're choosing to trust God. So as hot as I am, in my mind, I'm reminding myself of the stories that I heard about when he parted the Red Sea, of the miracles that I heard when people were, when our people came out of Egypt. I'm rehearsing all these testimonies to keep my mind in order, to keep my feet in obedience to do what God is telling me to do so Amen. my actions can follow, but Amen. my thoughts have to get in order. Remind myself of how he moved. Remind myself of the miracles that have already taking place so that I can keep walking, so that I can stay encouraged and stay being obedient. Because how many of you know they had to stay being obedient for seven days and they had to do this day after day after day and they didn't see anything on the second day, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, the sixth day. They didn't see anything. How many of you know that is a battle in your mind to stay obedient to God? To stay obedient to what he's telling you to do when you don't see anything changing. When your situation is not changing. You have to rehearse in your mind how much you're going to trust God and how he's moved before. Keep reminding yourself that you can stay in mm -hmm. obedience. Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> I feel like shouting. But, uh. Let, let, let's, let's, let's talk about this wall. Let's talk about this wall in our, in our last few minutes. Let's talk about this wall. This wall, we look at this, the, the sheer size and the depth of the wall. But if you really think about the, the, uh, the, the retaining wall, it was smaller rocks put together to make a wall. We say, oh, my God, the wall is so big, but we, we, we need to look at those little small patterns yeah, 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 yeah. that have been put together to make a wall to stop us from going. So it's what your grandmama did and your great-grandmama and your mother and now you, and then you see that in your daughter or your, your father, your grandfather, your great-great-grandfather, you, and you see it in your son. And then also, those are the things that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation and then there's walls that you strictly built all on your own. Yep. We have to stop saying, wow, this wall is so big, and say, okay, that's a pattern of abuse. That's a pattern of addiction. That's a pattern of struggle. That's a pattern of pornography. That's a pattern of this. That's a pattern of that. And we have to say, this is not just one big old thing. These are a bunch of different patterns 
that have been put together strictly to keep me from what has been already promised to me. Jessica, this is Jessica's point that she brought up, and it was so good, we had to put it in the notes, that the wall wasn't built overnight. Here to Ford Field, 30 feet high, five, six feet deep. Oh, yeah, they done. No, that was maybe years, generations to build that. Like, we were talking about the Wall of China was people, like, passed away in the process of building. It was never done in their lifespan. So then their children raised up to continue to build it. That's what the enemy does. It's like, okay, I, I didn't really get your, your mother all the way, but I, I, I hindered her enough. So now I'm going to hinder you. And then if you have a daughter, you have a son, I'm going to hinder you. This is generational that this wall was taken to build just to stop you. Just to stop you from getting, you have something promised to you. And the enemy has set up little boulders all over 23 miles specifically to stop you. And just to keep it going, Joshua 6, 15 to 16, it talks about on the seventh day they got up at dawn, they circled the city in this way seven times. It was only on that day that they circled the city seven times, and on the seventh time, the priests blew the trumpets. Then Joshua said to the people, shout, because the Lord has given you the city. Verse 20, we're dropping down. Then the people shouted. They blew their trumpets. As soon as the people heard the trumpet blast, they shouted a loud war cry. Then the wall collapsed. The people went up against the city, attacking straight ahead, and they captured the city. By faith, the walls fell flat. But how many of you know it doesn't stop at the shattering of the walls? They had to walk to Fort Field and back seven times. They had to keep their minds right the entire time. Now, this was seven days of this. Then the walls fell, and guess what? Then they had to go in. And they still had work to do. They still had to fight. They had to fight beyond the walls falling. They had to, the instructions were destroy everything. Then Joshua burned it down. Burn it down. Burned it down to the ground. And then he cursed anyone that would try to rebuild Jericho. It's not enough to stop at the walls shattering. We can't stop there. We have to keep going. We have to keep fighting. The fight is not over, just fighting in your mind. The fight is not over when the walls fall and when we run around the church. The fight is not over. We still have to go home. We still have to make sure it's completely destroyed. That is burned down to the ground and can never be rebuilt. And that no one will ever try to rebuild that ever again. Not in our lifetime, not in the next one, the next one, the next one. That it is completely decimated. How many of you know after the shattering, it's not over. We still have to fight. There's still a requirement for us to fight. Not only to fight, but we have to obey. Just like the obedience to walk around the wall in the first place not just obey but keep obeying they had to continue their obedience going into the city guess what yeah you're tired after seven times and then that wall falls and you get that victory in on the inside of you and then you have to run in and fight it's not over and you gotta fight to destroy everything This, this point number three really is what really hit me in the gut It says, Joshua cursed everyone that would try to rebuild Jericho. I believe here and now, today, as we are shattering our parents, our our, our patterns, not our parents, as we are shattering our, as we are shattering our our patterns, we love our parents. We have to make sure we put the fingerprint, the thumbprint of the word on that, that I 
dare you to try to do something. Yeah. I dare think we were talking last night. We were saying like, if someone if, think about it, if someone tried to do something to your 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 child or or your mother or your father or your your brother or whatever, think of. I had to literally not think about it too much because I'm the kind of person that that would just be red and I would be it'd be it. That's what's going to happen to this pattern when it tries to rise up to the next generation. I have to have so much confidence, so much dominant. I have to be a dominant believer so that this pattern looks at me and says, ah, ah, nah, not, no, not uh, his son. Nope, nope, nope. Daughter, nah, mother, nah. Because what, what, what he had happened, what had happened was we were up strong. We thought we had it all together. And all they did was lift up a shout and stood there with dominance, blow the shofar, shofar and the walls collapsed to the bottom. I'm here to tell you, put a praise on that shattered pattern. Put a seed on that shattered pattern. Put a shout on that shattered pattern so that the devil knows I cannot mess with him. I cannot mess with her, not their children, not their mother, not their father for a thousand generations. This pattern is shattered for good and I can't do nothing about it because the dominance that is on who they are. In the name of Jesus, I decree over this place right now that patterns are shattered, that situations won't even look the same. When you release a shout and you obey and continue to obey, I promise you, mark my word, as God is my witness, he will show up and show out specifically for you. You won't even look the same. You won't act the same. You won't even live the same because this pattern cannot, will not come back. I don't care how tall it is. I don't care how big it is. When I lift up a praise, this place is going to be changed forever. So go ahead and lift up a praise. Lift up a praise. Lift up a praise. Lift up a praise. I wonder if they got tired while they were shouting. I wonder if it looked, if it looked insurmountable, like they couldn't overcome it. I wonder, but that did not stop their praise. They obeyed and they continued to obey. It said in the Bible that Jericho was the first. It didn't say it was the only. It said it was the first wall, the first city that they overtook. So I'm here to tell you, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. What God made happen for them, he will make happen for you as long as you do and continue to do. As long as you hear and continue to hear, he will open up the windows of heaven and pour out exactly what you need. And that's even if you need a shattered pattern in your life. Somebody give him some praise. Really look at it. Look at it for what it is. Look at the word for what it is. That's like saying we walk around this, this church building and saying, I'm going to walk around seven times. You, in our minds, that doesn't make sense. In our minds, it doesn't make sense. And our words follow what we, what we if you think about something long enough, it's going to come out. We have to change our mouths, change our minds, make up in your mind from this day forward. That pattern is shattered. Not only is it shattered, I'm destroying everything. You might need to delete some apps. You might need to... To, 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 to renegotiate some relationships. You might need, you might need to, to, to no more TV after 7 o'clock. Whatever the case may be, destroy everything. Burn it all down and then put the word on it. 
that this pattern will never rise up again. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how long, how big, how strong, how tall it is. When you step in obedience and you continue to step in obedience and you couple your praise with your obedience, there is nothing that you can't do. Right now I speak over you in this place. There is nothing that you can't do. Hand in hand, side by side, the Lord is walking with us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As our prayer ministers come, if you want somebody to stand in agreement with you, let's get a disinterested third party to get in agreement with you for these patterns to be shattered once and for all. This time is going to be different. We're not just going to shatter it. We're going to destroy everything. We're going to burn it down. And we're going to see that it never is rebuilt again. Get some agreement with you. Ten times more power is released when you have somebody in agreement with you. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.